Hi, I'm Jen Schwartz. This is Think Fit, Be Fit. This podcast is all about not just doing fitness, but being fit. Hello, podcast friends. Uh, This is Jen Schwartz, and you're listening to Think Fit, Be Fit. I'm in Alexandria, Virginia today, but tomorrow I get to go to New York City and I am going to try a new boutique modality, which reminds me to tell you to download the boutique fitness strength training guide uh, at my um, on my site, the show notes, and it's for you to figure out how to not waste time and money jumping around to studios. But today, we're talking about something called active recovery, which is essential for helping your body stay fit and prevent injury, especially if you have some previous injuries, which I'm just realizing like anybody over 25 has something in their body. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Uh, and we have to learn how to manage these things. They just don't go away. Active recovery is the thing that can keep you on a, like going a progressive path, a progressive, like you're improving one, 2% every week. Uh, maybe even every workout if you're focused and dialed in. It's also what most trainers don't actually help their clients with. I find this um, to be a big hole in the entire industry. And that's because of the consumerism of fitness, which I have several opinions about. (laughs) Um, It's also important if you're interested in adding more value to your workouts and to your routine. So this episode is going to be especially helpful if you are a high-performing adult and you're looking for a competitive edge and trying to improve. I'm not (laughs) uh, trying to say people are childish or anything like that. I'm just saying if you have a job and you're trying to maintain a killer physique and feeling good and moving well, you're a high performing adult. And if you're looking for an edge in, and you're trying to improve in any type of sports or strength goals, uh, these active recovery is key. So listen in, um, you should probably be listening if you need to add more to your workout routine for injury prevention. And if you just want more flexibility and strength overall, this is active recovery is going to help with that. So what is active recovery? It's the key ingredient for staying injury free and taking and getting progress. Bottom line, Um, it's different from just not exercising. It's different than just resting. It is a practice of helping the body recover after exercise or training. And like I said, it's just different than rest. 
the actual practice of it is a blend of activities that help your nervous system and body manage uh, changes and manage how your body responds to changes. This, these, this blend of activities includes mental, nutrition, physical interventions, and the structure of this podcast episode today is that I'm going to get into how I've dealt with this in a, on a professional level, and I'm going to discuss essentially some examples and how I'm approaching it this very training cycle, this very moment. So we'll start with a few examples. Mental, nutritional, and physical uh, examples. So think of it as not, when you think of it as, when I'm going to say sleep is one of them, which is not just rest. Like today's, I, I don't want to say this word, toxic environment has a lot of energies pushing and pulling at us. This creates a crappy sleep environment, period, or a crappy way to get the sleep that we need. With that said, the mental aspect of active recovery includes working on your sleep. I am so interested in getting an aura ring for this fact. For this fact, I also highly recommend reading Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. Not the first time I've mentioned this book. And he has, even just on his Joe Rogan podcast episode, um, he, there's so many interviews where he goes deep into it and he, each one has so many takeaways like cooling your body and helping your body cool down before sleep has not cooling. Yeah. Uh, has, has shown to help deep sleep help this recovery method and it's the time where your body actually goes to work to clean up like trash that's in your body things that need to get out things that would cycle into disease i know i just made a big jump there but i that's how i see it that's how i see how important sleep is and after reading that book, I promise I will not take another good night of sleep for granted because it is so important for my overall function, my health, and decades to come. So that's one, so another example of mental recovery. It's uh, something that will help every aspect of your life, and that is meditation, uh, breathing practices, and what is another good mental active recovery? Oh, there are modalities out there that can hit all three of these, mental, nutritional, and physical. And one of those is floating, uh, sensory deprivation. I've recently joined a local place called Synergy in Alexandria, Virginia. If you're interested in trying a float, mention my name, mention my podcast, and you might get a nice surprise. They have some first-timer um, specials. So uh, sensory deprivation uh, is another way to mentally uh, help 
to help your mental game when it comes to exercise. Nutrition. This is huge. Like when I talk to my clients about active recovery, it's because we've identified why they're not 100% yet from their chronic injuries. And one of those reasons is um, not understanding the stress adaptation curve. And when we talk about that, we talk about sleep and nutrition. So nutrition is a strategy. It is a way to make all of your working out efforts better. And we can talk about it from the fat loss. We can talk about nutrition from so many angles, but you know, this is just another nudge. Like you already know those things, uh, consciously. Um, but learning the why behind those things is so important. And so the why is, uh, amino acids, um, digestive enzymes, and hydration all matter to just continue to build strength for that process to happen. And if you're working out week in and week out and you're going to those workouts sore and you're tired after your workout, these are all red flags that this, this piece needs to be addressed. Uh, physical examples. So a nutrition example would be using amino acids post-workout, using protein post-workout, using um, hydration techniques in the morning. Another example is um, counting your protein, doing the macro thing, and all those things can accumulate and give you more of an edge. So the physical examples would be uh, where I come in. This is my expertise. This is where I've existed and made my living for the past 10 years. And I think it's one of the reasons I started this podcast is because I want to teach these concepts to my clients and I don't have the time. Uh, And this is way more efficient and who I, my goal now is to reach like millions of people with this information because if we're not doing these things that active recovery um y- y- we're missing out on a lot of health and opportunities to feel good and i feel like a <laughs> evangelical health wizard sometimes cuz that's what I truly believe our world needs. Anywho, uh, the physical parts where my expertise comes in is active stretches, isometrics, warming up properly, using the warm up techniques for active recovery, and muscle activation techniques is a king of helping the body bounce back faster. So, this is essentially why this is my expertise because I measure this in my clients. I measure how fast they are bouncing back from injuries. We are, we use objective measurements. We use subjective measurements. We use how much, how much force the body can produce or the muscles can produce. We use, um, I've, 
well, I use the sensors, you know that. I, I love the movement sensors and I would love to get into brainwave biofeedback because I think we would see how the nervous system activity plays a role in this whole, how, how it plays a role into the physical intervening of uh, active recovery and trying to get the body to bounce back quicker. And these are the benefits of using active recovery. I hit on them a little bit, but I'm going to get more specific to um, what's really important, which is some details. And so number one would be helping the body change. The second one is bouncing back quicker from soreness, a total necessity for athletic training and strength training and fat loss, absolute, alongside nutrition, of course. And then the third one is help the body buffer stress. Ooh, big, big, big. Helping, so let's go back to number one, helping the body change. So encouraging change, uh, stimulating change. This has to do with the concept of metaplasticity, how we teach our body to change and continue to change, be, how we continue to teach our body to be a sponge. And this is a thing that you can do with active recovery. You can stimulate the nervous system and if you're tracking the nervous system with something called heart rate variability variability hrv or uh, your sleep tracking if you're doing any kind of numbers gathering you are stimulating such a wonderful learning process and change process in your body this can go the other way it can totally um, reinforce bad behaviors. It can reinforce um, muscle imbalances, bad movement patterns, and all of that stuff. But um, it can, and it can increase your pain tolerance. An example of that, I, foam rolling to me is not a recovery modality. I would consider lymphatic massage a much superior option. But let's not go down that rabbit hole. And it's a way to teach your body the safety of movement and decrease pain levels. And pain is just a sensation that you might not like at the time. Um, it's really just has a bad name. So let's not go down that rabbit hole either. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep this as uh, straightforward as possible, but it's really hard because I'm talking about something that impacts your fitness 100% bottom to top right now. So it's really hard not to uh, turn left and right. I'm just trying to keep this like compact and digestible. Uh, chew on it, please. Let me know if you can chew on this. I need the feedback, please. And that, speaking of feedback, that's what the creating change is all about is feedback loops and teaching your body to bounce back quicker. So with the right exercises, this can help. When, when I was talking about foam rolling, I'm, I was going to say, I'm back to it. Yay. Uh, <laughs> that's a small miracle that just happened. Um, that you can increase your pain tolerance just with foam rolling, which is not a great thing for your body. And 
as far as working out unless you're so convinced that you need to hurt your body for it to be better, which is not healthy. <laughs> okay. So, and this has been shown in research that, uh, the foam roller itself has an anagelic effect and it basically deactivates some kind of pain cycle and, uh, has a, a, an, a effect in the whole entire nervous system. So as a down regulator, this might work, but it also increases the pain tolerance of those tissues that you're uh, rolling out or smashing. So that deserves its own show. Um, if you want me to myth bust on that one, I will. I just don't think it's worth my time now, but let me know if it is worth my time. It'll be a good one, I promise. Um, bounce back from soreness. This the second benefit. The the thing is, uh, listen to the previous podcast uh, called Soreness is Not a Good Indicator of a Good Workout. No, Soreness is Not an Indicator of a Good Workout. And that episode goes deep into why soreness is not to be reveled in after uh, post-workout. It's not an indicator of how effective your exercise was. Um, but if you do have it, you need to spend some time on the active recovery piece to get rid of it before your next workout. Okay. Um, and this is where nutrition comes in. So, uh, soreness consistently can be an indicator that your nutrition piece needs to be dialed in and something that my nutrition advisor constantly discusses. And let's see, the third one, help the body buffer stress. This has to do with resiliency. It has to do with durability. It has to do with one of my foundational principles, which is um, we have to stop demonizing stress. We have to embrace it as something that makes us stronger and eventually healthier. If we embrace it as a problem to solve, not a thing to demonize and be the victim of, we can really improve the health and wellness and how the body feels day to day. So helping the body buffer stress is a huge benefit of active recovery. Okay, so now we're on to the segment of the lab of me. That means this is my list of active recovery activities. And I'll even even discuss uh, the stack of supplements that I'm taking. So we have mental recovery. Uh, this is very important to me. I've had some battles with mental health and depression and PTSD and the daily uh, mental performance of my brain is so important for managing those things without drugs or a ton of therapy. Um, so I use a daily practice of either breathing or meditation to do this. So the breathing technique that I use is called the Wim Hof technique. And all I do is two or three rounds. It says to do four, but uh, I'm, I'm finding it very great to do two or three. So maybe I'll up to four one day. And then at least three hours a month, I work with an energy healer, energy healer, 
craniosacral therapist or floating. So I'm doing one of those things. Um, it's about three hours a month when I've calculated it out. Uh, and there's when the months that I don't do, if I only do one or if I do zero, I know it. And so does my, my personal relationship suffer. My business will suffer as a result. So this is, this is a really important piece for me. Um, active recovery as far as new, let's do my workout. Um, and then the active recovery workout, I've been chasing the answer to the question, how do I make my MAT sessions last longer for about four years? Okay. This is for reals. Um, (laughs) and that's because it, sometimes when we get these uh, massage techniques or muscle activation techniques or chiropractic adjustments, it seems like they have a expiration date. I don't have that much of an issue with that anymore, but uh, because I've been trying to answer that question, like how do I make that sensation last longer? And the answer to that is the foundation of these online, the online platform that I'm building. It's a combination of several types of isometrics, low load, dynamic isometric and uh, isometric strength training and at least one upper body uh, nerve floss sciatic nerve floss and peroneal or tibial nerve floss I just threw a bunch of anatomy at you I'm sorry I'm so sorry (laughs) Um, and the next phase of the active recovery workout is performing a dynamic warm-up that I teach to my AS my soccer athletes And then in the summer, this actually includes a short sprint workout, which is helps me um, judge my performance of my body day to day. And okay, so what does that actually look like? Um, It looks like mat work, like on the floor. It looks like uh, isometrics, which is holding positions. Uh, Nerve flosses look like rhythmic movement. Um, They're pretty, they can be uncomfortable at times, but dang, they really work. Um, And then my dynamic warm-up, these are things that I teach to athletes two, three times a week pretty consistently, uh, and it has to do with pre-gaming and getting your body ready to be explosive and uh, moving really well. So... I find that I've, I've developed exercises that do both can warm you up and you can use for active recovery because people are busy and it seems to work really well. Um, personal and family time, it actually feeds into this mental thing too. And uh, the, so I'm just realizing the importance of this part uh, for overall mental health feeling rested and avoiding my anxiety patterns. Um, So my boyfriend really keeps me in check there. So the nutrition piece, I personally believe that keeping a relatively dairy-free diet supports my brain health and mood, which impacts my fitness. Um, rarely, Rarely do I have muscle soreness that slows me down. Recently, the most I've had is after like, um, deadlifts, uh, pull-ups. I have abdominal soreness there, but, um, the nutrition piece, uh, I try to get like 40 grams of protein for my first meal. And that seems to set me on the right track. Also carbs are very important for me. And 
uh, if I don't have enough carbohydrates, I actually can't sleep. <laughs> so, and then I'm not recovering. So if you're not sleeping, you're not recovering and you're not ready for the next workout. Boom. Uh, podcast should be over, but I got more to say. Um, and so, <clears throat> so uh, having, so when I, being able to figure that out came from doing my um, macro counting so knowing the percentage of protein and carbs and fat that I was getting in a day-to-day basis and having a professional analyze that and test my body fat and test the changes in body fat. And that really helped me understand this process and how important my energy levels are because I has assumed because I was, you know, such a PTSD and anxiety and stress addict that I um, assumed that everyone was burnt out and <laughs> like, because I was burnt out and I, I was hustling all the time and I don't hustle anymore. Um, but uh, I just assumed that I needed supplements to improve my energy. But what I didn't realize is I needed the food to regulate my energy and then the supplements were just like the sprinkles and the cherries on top. So I had it backwards for a long time and I hope that um, if that resonates with you, um, I would recommend doing a macro nutrient analysis with a um, precision nutrition specialist or I can can send you recommendations. I know people who work um, remotely or at a distance and then Um, my trainer gave me feedback on all these. He says, oh, wow, mental recovery, um, is big. We were taught left nostril breathing. So that's a thing. Um, what else? He says it's, um, okay. Prior to each program, four hours of F off time as Charles Poliquin coined it for you yourself to enjoy whatever that, whatever you want. So that could be bubble bath reading, uh, in the woods. It's the first thing that he advises people to set in their schedule beforehand, any before like anything else. And the more of them that you do the outdoors, the better. Okay, cool. That's dope. Um, okay. So we need a video of my active recovery routine. I do teach these often. They are on my online platform, um, movement pathways. So if you want to get in on that and learn more, this is definitely the place to do it. Also, um, let's talk about my stack real quick. Okay. That's what the guy at vitamin shop says. He says, look at that very specific stack, which means supplements. Okay. We have sleep supplements. So, um, from time to time, if I need it, I'll take an ashwagandha and I definitely do magnesium oil for sleep. And what else? I use lavender oil and sometimes I use melatonin, but not all the time. So that's my sleep stack. And my morning stack is actually a recovery. It's like a hydration drink that is water, lime, lemon, sea salt, stevia, uh, apple cider vinegar, probiotics. That really gets you going in the morning, if you know what I mean. Um, my other, my digestive stack is digestive enzymes. Every time I eat, I take a, 
cranberry complex from my acupuncturist and craniosacral person. That's a, uh, to help, I don't know what that is for. I think it's for iodine and my thyroid. Um, and something called Restore, that's for my gut lining. That has made a massive difference in my body. I love it. If you want more info on that, a Zach Bush MD on the Rich Roll podcast was a mind-blowing. He has two episodes that are just amazing. Highly recommend if you want to learn about gut lining and the environment and nutrients. Um, <clears throat> so that's the digestive piece. And then the workout stack is um, creatine before. I do some caffeine before if I'm working out in the morning, which is the usual. And uh, essential amino acids afterwards, I have a specific formula, specific formula from ATP, which is an amazing supplement company. And that's, it tastes like pineapple, so I don't mind. That's post-workout. I also do glycine post-workout. I'm working up to five milligrams. I'm at two milligrams now. And then what else? The last one that I do, um, protein. I do collagen protein. I might switch it um, because I've been doing that for so long, but I stay away from whey protein, as I mentioned, the dairy thing. And post-workout. And outside of counting protein and all that stuff, that's how I manage my nutrition. The next thing that's up for chit-chat is the second edition of the Boutique Fitness Strength Training Edition. This is the next episode. And it's also the first part is available on the podcast. It's available for download. Uh, and this is an important guide if you're tired of not finding the right modality for you and you need to <clears throat> stop wasting time and money on checking out CrossFit or checking out bar or seeing if Pilates is cool, this is a way to start making better decisions around your exercise. Um, other than that, if you're so moved, please leave us a review. I... Um, really love those. Maybe I should read one. Let's read one. Reviews. Okay, we have 14. That's amazing. So we'll read this one. Tina, I love how Jen points it out in her intro episode that progress is not linear. Although she says liner. Uh, fitness knowledge is always changing. And your journey is too. Her mindset on focusing on strength first is spot on. Great knowledge and info. And then the paleo ballerina says, seriously, such helpful info. I know that really encouraged you uh, to leave a review, but that was like four or five words. So it doesn't have to be much. Anyways, have a wonderful week and make lots of gains and stay strong and stay shining. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and comment, like, dislike. Just give me some feedback on Facebook and Instagram at impact underscore your underscore fitness.